Hey, for one second, that was not easy. But at the end of the day, you guys found a way to pull it out. Three, three, hats off to you guys, man. That, that team, all three phases, we've all watched the tape. That's a good football team, man. And so they gave us their best shot. We gave ours. We came out on top. Really proud of you guys, okay? Couple guys uh, stood out. Yoshi, first first touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Let me say this about our defense today. Okay. The last four times they drove down there in the low red zone, one field goal, two turnovers on down, one turnover. We got three points. The last four red zones. That's awesome. Where's Yoshi at? You get a game ball. Yeah! And then the next one goes to the entire defense, man. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. getting a game ball on defense. For what you guys did today, man, it's really impressive. And there's going to be times the defense is picking up the offense, the offense is picking up the defense, special teams taking over. That's what great teams do. They just figure it out, man. They figure it out on any given Sunday. And right now, you guys are three and three. And I expect to see you guys fresh and ready to roll on Monday when we show back up here. Monday. Are you good on that? Okay. This goes to the whole defense. Who's breaking us down? We had the crib, man. It was great to get the dub with y'all. Let's do it right. Who they? Who they? Who they think gonna be the bagels? Who they? Who they? Who they think gonna be the bagels? Welcome to the Queen City Strikes Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Summers. Shout out to my co-host, Mavi Mad, man. Tell what's up, broski. What's up on Victory Monday, everybody? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hold up. Ha! He said, hold up. There we oh! go. <laughs> you did it, bro. <laughs> I got a record and all. Let's go. Boo day. Let's... Oh, wait a minute. We won, didn't we? Yes, sir. Oh, shit. After our uh, way we started off the season, the whole city was acting like this is what we were going to be. Thanks. Oh. Well, Take thank it. God for Trey Hendrickson. <laughs> oh, he ripped it. He got something else. No way. What did that say? No, but this was our second half offense. Yeah. Facts. 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 Oh, and then we had Chittaway Awuzie. Boom. I'm ready. Let's go, like man. Team. I'm ready to go now. Let's go, man. I, I, I like for that defense. Thanks, you. Way, way to set the tone, man. Episode, oh my God, I almost forgot. Episode 59, <laughs> no fly zone two. That's, that definitely caught me off guard. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> that definitely caught me off guard. I was like, let me see what he got in store. He had that. Oh, and to finish it off with the business hat. Let's go, man. Ah. Let's go. Let's get right into it, man. Bengals win 17-13, man. Let's get into it, Mav, yo. Uh, Fox won't be with us today. May he got some personal stuff to take care of, but set kudos to him. Enjoy the bye week, but here we go, man. Bengals win 17-13. Uh, 
Look, I'm gonna give you my first. I'll give you my quick takes for the first. My reaction from the game. The first half they started great. First half was great. I believe Burrow went like 18 for 22, 100 plus yards, two TDs. Boy got the first one with the wild celebration. I don't know what the hell that was. He was gyrating his hips. You seen that? <laughs> I don't know what that was, bro, but, hey, he finally got in the end zone for the first of the season, so sh shouts out to him. And also shouts out to Yoshi, got his first touchdown as well as the rookie. So, all oh, that was cool in the first half. Going to the second half, man, I don't know what happened, like, with the tone. Second half. Second half was just insane, bro. Like, it, it was almost like seeing two different teams. Like from like or like at least for like what you just said to start off the show, for the offense standpoint, it was like watching two different teams. No joke. I don't know what happened to the tempo. I don't know what happened to the aggression, the assertiveness. Not even that. Just even just playing smart football. It's just like that went completely out the window, and I, I had no clue what happened. But it ended off just trading off field goals like towards like the beginning and at the end in the second half, I believe Seattle got a field goal towards the end of the third quarter. And then we ended up getting the field goal with like 11 minutes into the fourth quarter. Other than that, like you said, shots out to the defense, the defense held them down. But one thing I had to point out before I hand it off to you in that second half, this will really piss me off in the second half. I'm not going to lie to you. You guys, me, Maverick, and Fox, but definitely me and Maverick have been preaching about this, about consistency, like throughout the whole game and throughout the whole season. I don't know why, but the Seahawks, it looked like it was going to be the last drive of the game. It was it was almost almost a two-minute warning. It was 2.03 left right before the two-minute warning. Um, I believe, yeah, they went for it on fourth and goal. The Bengals stopped them. I was like, bet. It's, that's it. That's it. You would think, hindsight, that was game. Nah, come to find out, <laughs> come to find out, just like I just said at the at the beginning of the show, it's like they literally almost forgot how to like move the chains, forgot to run the clock. The clock management was terrible. They end up giving these dudes the ball back with a minute and 42, 43 seconds left. So you don't have the ball I, I for like the, a couple of seconds. Well, I got the first play. That Go one ahead. made sense to shoot the deep ball. Yeah. Because it was 2.03 left. The, the clock was going to stop no matter what at two-minute warning. So yeah. you might as well try to drop a bomb, catch them off guard. So I yeah. understood. That. Yeah, I heard it. it. was Yeah, the plays that followed us, it, it was a little questionable. It's like, yeah, I understood it, but then it's like there could have been other things they could have did because it's like that kind of like was the – you talked about the pass to Higgins, correct? The deep pass to uh, Higgins. I, yeah, I don't know if it was to Higgins or to Chase. I just know it was a deep ball. Yeah. Right Either way, the play was going to – or the clock was going to stop after that play regardless. Yeah, man. So I'm like, bro, so they gave him the ball back. And then, yo, I'm, I'm just letting y'all know, if this was any other team other than the Seahawks, they probably would have scored. Like, we basically gave them two chances to get in the end zone after after the defense stopped them consecutive, like, three times, and that made it the fourth going to the, to the, to the, to the, to the last part. And we know shutting them down, and then I was curtains. But, yeah, man, it's like, a win is a win, but they literally, bro, and it's starting to bug me. And it comes back to what we were talking about, like, maybe last season, like, just trying to figure out the, like, the identity-wise, like, of the offense. It's like – Literally just stole my words that uh, I was going to use once I talk. That it's, was my word. It's cool. I'm sure, I'm sure you got, like, a, like a, a whole in-depth perspective. But it's just, like, that's just where I'm at with it. It's like, 
where are we at right now? Because it's like, yes, we're three and three. I'm glad, you know, we're all glad we're in three and three going to the bye week. But it's just like with this offense, it's been so inconsistent since week one. And we it's been literally since inconsistent. So six games in, just looking at the offense as a whole, it's like they have to figure this out. And I, I mean, we already talked about it like in other episodes on what we could point out was like which is the issue, but mainly, bro, like. I'm going to just hand it off to you, bro. We'll come back to that. Go ahead, Brody. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm going to come back to that. Well, I mean, you pretty much summed it up with your whole with your whole spiel on it. The Bengals, the way we started the game, of course, Seattle had the ball. They were able to march down the field and score. It was kind of like, eh, here we go. How is this going to really play out here? Because they kind of made it look almost effortless. Yeah. But then in turn, the Bengals marched right on down the field. And like you said, Burrow was hitting his throws. Mixon was running the ball. The offense flowed the exact way that we expected it to with the players that we have and what we've been asking for all along. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we had the second half. And like I said, you took the word from me earlier. I was going to say, you know, we talk about calf injuries. We're talking about rib injuries, yeah. now groin injuries, injuries being the key word. Well, the, I think the main problem is the identity. What identity is this offense going to be? running on because you're constantly trying to throw a burrow and then all of a sudden you're trying to run the ball yeah you know more so and it's like try to get yourself a little bit more figured out because the way the line's going i don't know especially at the run game is it more mixing making the plays happen or more of the run lanes being opened up mm -hmm. the only reason i'm saying him is because we're pretty much getting zero production on any other running back that's on the roster right now pretty much just a feeling, just real quick. Yeah, Chase Brown was the other one. He had one carry for four yards. Mixon had 12 for 38. Average 3.2. Go ahead, bro. That's Brody. what I'm saying. The run game itself was pitiful. Now, Grant, Seattle, is, is you know, they're a good defense. Mm -hmm. uh, I was happy that Yoshi got his first catch on a botched play. It was not supposed to go that side. Facts. Burrow had to scramble out, and Yoshi, being a rookie, had the football IQ to see Burrow moving in this direction. I'm mm -hmm. going to turn and go in the same exact direction that he is going. Wide open space. It was all beautifully done. Yes. Things like that, we need more stuff. The unscripted plays, mm -hmm. you know, that everybody be more on the same page. And I think a lot of that has to come with the identity. Do all these receivers know exactly where they're going? Uh, the defense, as I mean, they were ferocious when they had to be. Yeah. Um, uh, the one thing I can uh, – that is the one word – well, two words that I'll say with the defense over the past few years under Lou is consistency Facts. and identity. Yeah. Because they know where their strengths are. They know where their weaknesses are. And the way that Seattle moved that ball in the first drive, you saw right after that the adjustments that the defense and Lou was sitting there making. Mm -hmm. and stuff. Uh, their problem is, yeah, they're still giving up the big chunk plays. That is what's – really hurting them as far as the stats go, but stats only tell so much of the story. When it matters the most, down in the red zone, all of a sudden we're able to bottleneck them, and the defense was able to do exactly what they did, force the turnovers and shut them down. I mean, I want to say it was in the second half. I think uh, Seattle had the ball in the red zone, what, four or five times? Mm-hmm. Okay, four you times, know, four times. Four times, yes. and they were able to get, what, zero points out of it? Zero. Only only let up a field goal. That was it. That, that was, was early. Clutch. 
Because it yeah. was what two turnovers on downs and a turnover by fumble or interception. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, Mike Hilton got one. He got an interception. I think the rest was just turnover and on Taylor down. Taylor Britt. Oh yeah, yeah, interception in the second half. Yeah. Yep. Can't so, tell. Yep. You know, very opportunistic is another word to use. The defense showed their part. What we saw again in the first half from the offense is what we expected this offense to be able to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was play calls, if it was execution, whatever it was to make a tailspin for the second half. And like you said, at least it, I don't want to take nothing away because, again, Seattle is a good team. But if this yeah. was a Chiefs, you, you wouldn't have won it. If it was against the Bills, you wouldn't have won it. Facts. You know? I'll go far uh, and say the Ravens. You know, well, <laughs> that's the one thing I'm going to say is that, you know, one of the things I said a couple weeks ago, I don't remember when it was exactly, but if we can get to the bye at three and three, we'll be in good shape with the mm-hmm. way that we started the season. And the Bengals showed, even though the offense did struggle in that second half, hopefully it's things that they can be able to work on and fix. They showed that even through the struggles that they're having right now, they are still a good team they're not a great team at the moment but they are a good team a bad team would have lost that game thanks a good team would find a way to win it and that's exactly what the Bengals did doesn't matter how pretty it is doesn't matter mm-hmm. how ugly because it, it was an ugly way but a win is a win when it counts at the, at the end thanks so. can't say no better than that man you ain't lying not lying man but it's just a lot of stuff that they gotta during this bye week they have to correct man because it's just like and it starts with the offense, bro. It's just like, yeah, like really need to be searching for during this trade deadline. Oh yeah, we're gonna get to that in later in the, in the show. So I got that on here. I mean, I got a couple. I mean, we already we, we kind of been briefing around it these past couple episodes, but now after six games in, we just saw yesterday's performance. It's like, oh yeah, something gotta something gotta happen. Like something gotta happen in like in the on the skirt. So. I do got to say one thing with the offense. I never in my life saw what a $1,750,000 catch would look like. But at least now I do. Thank you, Irv Smith, for finally (laughs) participating. (laughs) You said thank you for finally participating. I've seen enough, bro. (laughs) That's why I said thank you for participating. Yeah, man. I kind of seen enough, bro. Like I kind of seen enough. So so how we feeling, man, sitting at three and three going into the bye week, bro? I'll say this. It's like depending on what they end up doing during this bye week, man, it's like we we sitting at a good spot. I will say that. I think one game will just will dictate anything because right now there's a lot of teams sitting at two and three, three and two. So just like anything can happen. We go from basically here to here, like just just one, maybe two wins, depending on what happens throughout the rest of the NFL, of course. But it's better to sit and work like what we thought we were going to be, like the way the season looked like at the beginning. It looked bad. <laughs> we didn't know where we was going to be. Like, I'm just glad we're at where we said where we were at. Yeah, overall, we're three and three. But when you look at the bigger picture, the stats, bro. It's not really the stats. Uh, you know, the Bengals are winners of three of the last four. Yeah. Um, so that's a positive to look at. Um, it's a negative and a positive. Yeah, you got three wins, mm-hmm. uh, but you're three and zero against the NFC. Right. You don't play in the NFC. You're you play in the AFC where you're zero and three. So we got to start getting these AFC wins. I think mm-hmm. the magic number from this point is going to be seven. In order to make it. Seven wins. The way this is looking at, yes. Okay. 
you're going to need to be at least at 10. Oh, yeah, thanks. At least. <laughs> at least. Oh, and we got a tough task coming after the bye week. Yes, got the 49ers. But Cleveland was, uh, I mean, Cleveland was able to do it with a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. But our defense is not Cleveland's defense. That defense, you cannot take away what they're doing. They are playing elite-style defense mm-hmm. right now. You talking about Cleveland, you talking about us? Cleveland. Cleveland is playing elite style defense right now. I'm not gonna lie to you. I felt like yesterday that that showed like elite style defense for real. Like for the Bengals, this like I said, they went down there four times to stop them. You can't make that up, man. It's either and then with that question, it's either is it because of Seahawks offense not that good, or it's like we were really that solid on defense. I might say just a mixture, of maybe both. They did kind of have DK, uh, DJ Seattle's Metcalf. Got a hell of a run game. Yeah, I might say, yeah, they were getting some at the beginning of the game with, uh, what's old boy name? Kenneth Walker. Walker, thank you. Yeah, he was getting loose at the beginning of the game. But they kept it. That's, I got I got to give it to him, man. Like, we've been we've been praising about the defense for a good minute. Like, I got to give it to him. making DK mad. Oh, he was super mad, yeah. There was a couple times, like, it was, Gino was just missing him. He was like wide open at some points, but I'm like, I'm thinking, thank God he didn't see him. But, but I think the defense playing really well, man. They're playing really good football. Like you said, they're playing real consistent, but yeah, going into this at three and three, it's just like, they just got to make some major, some major moves have to happen. Not sure what moves, but when we get to this trade deadline talk, we're going to get right into it. Um, What else we got on here? So what's your first takes on the your quick takes on the offense or the performance? But you mean like grade or just a quick take on the offense, yeah. Yeah, I've already covered that. The first half they were able to do everything exactly the way they were intending to. I mean, I think it was the first drive alone, Burrow hit what, six or seven different receivers? Or, or was it six yes. six different receivers on yeah, seven different half, passes yeah. or something like that? Mm-hmm. You know, I think you said that was like the first drive in itself that I think he was hitting that. So, I mean, offensively, they were doing everything they could in the first half. It's just whatever went on in that second half just completely derailed it. And I don't know where that issue lies. They was playing so stale. Like, it was just too many three and outs. (laughs) Too many. Well, that's one part of the consistency with the offense is when we need it the most is when the offense goes three and out. And that's when our defense, because I don't remember too many big Big plays happening in the first half. I think mo- more of them happened in the second half, if I'm remembering correctly. For the Bengals or for the the Seahawks? The Seahawks, yeah. The Seahawks made a lot of them. Their bigger plays was in the second half. Yeah, second half. Which makes sense with the way our offense was playing, going three and out. Our defense is spending the whole their whole time out on the field. Thanks. And that's when these big plays start to happen. So that defense or the offense just needs to like they need to figure it out. They do, man, because. There's been too many times we keep seeing the defense, they get a turnover, the offense get a goose egg on the back end, and then it's like the, the same stuff over and over. I'm just glad they, they stay consistent, man. They was Again, the defense was on the field way more in the second half compared to the offense. So it was just like – Every type of play they were doing in the first half was working. And I was telling mm-hmm. my daughters we were watching, even when we came down to fourth down, and we still we, – we lined up. It was like fourth and one, fourth and two, whatever it yeah. was. And I was telling her what we're going to try to do is try to draw them all sides. Mm-hmm. And, it so, worked. and they're and they'll go ahead and let that play clock run out. They're going to take the penalty mm-hmm. so they can back up some more to allow more punting, you know, space to punt the ball. Yep. Everybody there knew what was going to happen, and I was shocked that the Seahawks actually bid on it. 
Right. So, like I said, everything was going in their favor completely in the first half. It was. And then the exact opposite second. Then it killed me. One of the plays, I think, in the first half, I think they tried to run with Mixon on fourth and one. They couldn't even get it. And there was a, there was a couple yeah, times. Yeah, was at the goal line, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was at the goal line. I want to say that was like in the – I want to say that was like in between the – Maybe like the four, like it might have been on our side of the. Nope, it was on their side of the field. Like when you're like me, the forty to five, either the forty five or the thirty. Okay. It was either the forty five or the thirty that happened, and they 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 couldn't convert. It was a couple times like that happened. Even it was like third and short. There was a lot of third and shorts they couldn't even convert. It was like third and two. They're choosing a punt. I'm like, come on. That like you know that comes back to another thing we're saying. It's like, what type of message? I mean, I I trust me. Like I don't get it because it's like. We talk about this all the time, man. Fourth and one or third and one. Literally, just just let bro just just literally, bro. It's yo, your arm is bigger than one inch, y'all. Like, come on, bro. It's like I know it sounds easier than being done, but it's like if the line could push just gradually forward this this much, all he has to do is pick a hole and just literally dive forward. That simple. It makes no sense to draw back three yards <laughs> to hand the ball off. And the defense, the way the Seahawks defense is playing, like they were playing real good. They were blitzing all day. So you're going back three yards. They were already there. You couldn't even do nothing. So it's like they got to stop doing that. They got to call better play calls when it's third and short. And that's when it comes in with the the whole thing we are talking about last week with the whole tight end issue. It's like that's when it was nice to have, you know, Uzam or Hayden Hurst, like the easy, the little comeback routes, a little quick comeback route, just literally possession catch and fell to the ground. First down, move the chains, new set. But they couldn't get that. One of them big bodies line up in a fullback position. Thank We've you. Talked about it before, and if, you. you know, I said it to you before. You know, before the show, there was a play that the Seahawks did in the first quarter mm -hmm. where they had three people lined up in the backfield with Geno. Yep. They had you had no idea which way the ball was going to go. They no could have done a direct snap to a running back. They could have done you know whatever the case may be. And those are the type of formations I'm wanting them to do. I don't see why the issue we couldn't move a tight end back to the fullback spot. Right. On those short yards is to provide that push. I did see Or at see least those. have both of them back there and actually hand it off to them instead of mixing and mixing lead the way. You know, Very. something different to throw off what the defense would be expecting. Mm-hmm. You're not lying. I did see, though, they did insert both tight ends at one point. They were using as blockers. Of course, but they're running like empty with but the the two tight ends was sitting behind the line, so it's almost like extra an extra wall. <laughs> I, I wasn't mad at it, but it made me mad that they couldn't like it, it wasn't working consistently. It was it was like they were only finding it wherever the play was called. They, were, I think they, they were, did that because it was towards later in the game when they did that, correct? Yes, it was in the second that, half that, when they started that doing was it. Was when Brown went out with his groin injury. Then yeah, that's why they were doing that to fill in avoid of him being out mm -hmm. like it like it worked but then it's just like they, it didn't work because it's like he couldn't find either the wide receivers didn't get out in a route in time or the pocket was kind of collapsed or a forest burrow to like you know to rush around but i mean it's got to get better at that man it's just i'm with you man it, it's got to be consistent this whole thing they got to be consistent with the offense i don't know what happened but they got to find it the denny is looking real slim right now but um what's one positive one negative from the game yesterday should I say a positive? They got the dub. <laughs> I was just—I literally was just gonna say that the positive we came away with the win. Yes, <laughs> and, it's a couple and, of them. And the defense was able to get the turnovers and stops they needed. You know, mm -hmm. really badly. Obviously, the negative is going to be the second half offense. 
Yeah. Say, I, there's nothing else I can say when it comes to the negative part. That was the that's the elephant in the room. That and I'll I'll add the clock management because I said that shit at the last the last three minutes of the game that that shouldn't have happened. Like they shouldn't have got an extra chance to get the ball back. It's that should have been it right then and there when they turned the ball over on fourth and Again, goal. That's the execution that the offense just couldn't pull off. Yeah, they got to do better on that. They got to do better on that. It was probably like my that's probably like the two like the takeaways from that yesterday. But let's see, man. So now what we're going into. So, since six games has went by, now we're about to hit the trade deadline very shortly. Now, I, I know these past couple of weeks was me, you, and Fox, and it was like, nah, we good. We don't think we need anything. <laughs> now it's like, all right, what do we what, what needs to happen, bro, with this trade deadline? Who do you think? Who's in the bubble that you got? Well, someone that, and I've talked to you again off the show on yep. this. And, oh, I want to take it away. It, I, I agree with it uh, completely. Even though we lost him in free agency, Denver is definitely going to be one of the selling teams because they're not mm -hmm. even really utilizing him. I think we need a welcome back package somehow with some AJP Ryan to bring him back. And I don't think it'll take much more than a fifth, sixth, or seventh round draft pick, which I will gladly trade one of those over Facts. to them to acquire. Mm -hmm. I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm going to be mad at that because we do like that. That comes in effect, too. Think about when we go back to the Super Bowl run and the AFC Championship run these last two years. Like with the, we'll start with the RB2 position. When it came to these third and shorts that we're talking about, who do they give the ball to? That's the problem. We don't have a third <laughs> and back. It's like, it's crazy. Mixon went down last year, P. Ryan took over and the offense didn't miss a beat. Thank if you. If that would have happened now, I don't think there would be a run game. Yeah, but at the same time, though, with someone like Chris Brown, might need to give him more than one touch. So <laughs> uh, one part that is kind of the double-edged sword, you know. But hey, you mean Chase time, Brown, or you, or you meant or, to say Chris? No, that's what I meant. All right, it's all right. It's one of them days, man. It's I started the show with two bags on my head. I had a lack of oxygen. Give me a break. Oh, you're good, bro. You're good, bro. <laughs> The first thing I start thinking, I start thinking R and B. I'm like, I know Mavi ain't listen to Chris Brown, bro. <laughs> yes, I do. What the hell? I'm just playing with you, man. But I knew what you meant though. But yeah, that's definitely one position that, like, yeah, we me and you talked about that. Definitely the RB2, because if we're looking at right now, I mean, yeah, Trevion Williams getting some snaps, but he's not he's not really it's not really like any momentum plays or impactful plays are happening. Even with like the Chase Brown that you're just talking about, it's like it's like, yeah, they will show you some like some glimpses, but it's not a like a momentum or an impact play because it just gets erased. Whatever happens, like follow up on the rest of the plays. But I'll say the follow up on yours, the second, like literally <laughs> the goal that I was saying earlier, I've seen enough with Irv Smith. Yo. <laughs> I've, I've seen I've seen completely enough either. This this what this, this one needs to happen. Either insert Tanner Hudson like in, in the lineup. Or literally trade. I mean, I don't know. I mean, can they trade uh, the Irv Smith off? Can they void oh, the they contract? Can. I don't believe he has a no trade clause. In this thing, I'm about to say, man. I don't see any team willing to do that. I mean, you saw how long in the free agent market he was there, and that's why the Bengals were able to get him when they did at the price that they got him for. Mm -hmm. There's not really going to be a market for him, and any tight end that's available right now, you're not really looking at any upgrades. Yeah, because I mean, so unless they win, you're kind of stuck. Which we already discussed that. Yeah, you know, 
last week, you know, and depending on what it would take to give up for whoever it is that you're going for. But Shit, I'll get like Kyle Pitts and a fourth rounder. <laughs> hey, it's, it's Again, slim, though, we don't but... really use tight ends all that all that much when it comes to the passing game. But come back to what I was just saying. The last two years, the Super Bowl year and the AFC Championship year, when we had Uzama, we was using him nonstop. We even used Hayden Hurst nonstop. Yes, the guys weren't getting touchdowns, but when it came to in between the chains, they were moving the chains in pivotal moments of the game that we're talking about right now that made the offense consistent and what made us came in here every week bragging about the offense, Bragging about how high powered it is, bragging about how it was a full, a full set of offense. I'm mean, a full, full offense, you know. That's just in my eyes from what I've seen the last two years. Without it, look how stale the offense is. Even when the even when the raw receivers aren't getting out to their routes, it's already too late to look at the flat. Joe Mix is already guarded. And then of course, this guy came a move, Irv Smith. So it's just like it, it's cakes. He's Jer Burrow's either throwing it out of bounds or he's gonna get sacked. That's why, like, you know, that's just me. I'm, I, I love the tight end position. I feel like the tight end position is very utilized in the offense. I hate comparing I hate comparing it to this team, but look at the Kansas City Chiefs. They don't have a whole star wide receiver, you know, a core, but who they got? They got Travis Kelsey, and they designed the whole offense based around him. Then the others come and follow up, and they looking pretty. They've been doing the same shit <laughs> for a long time, and we thought, you know, I'm not trying to gas these dudes up, but we thought after they lost a number one wide receiver with uh, Tyreek Tyree Hill, I almost said Tyreek Evans, Tyreek Hill, they, they still haven't lost the beat. So it's just like, but we have without our tight end spot. So it's like, to me, I feel like, yes, we need that running back too, and we need that tight end back in order to have a full a full team going into like this season. Otherwise, it's going to be a long season. It would be looking like, like you said, it might be seven wins. Well, so that's why I was shocked during the offseason. I thought for sure the way Hurst performed, we weren't going to let him leave. I know. You know, I mean, you, so you remember how I, how excited I was last year about getting Hayden Hurst? I had to get you onto the bandwagon. Which, yeah, you did. Yeah, you, you did. You know, and I, and they, I mean, I get the financials and that, but look how it's paying off. It's not. It's not even paying off. Like it's like. Like like you just said, like we went cheap. We found we found somebody we thought could that could be utilizing the offense, but he looks more like a blocker at this point. And like he's not really doing much. But the only person I've seen that showed some light, and that was that Tanner Hudson kid, and that was in the might have been in the color rush game against the Rams. Yes, it was only one game, but the way he was moving and how it looked with the offense, it looked vibrant. And that's what I liked. And it's like I felt like they could have just kept feeding him. Kept getting him, you know, adjusted to the game. So it's just like anything could have happened. But well, if but, I remember correctly, at back together Saturday, you made the comments that Irv Smith, man, he's slow as shit. Slow, <laughs> like it literally, bro. Like even showed it. Like we seen it in the preseason. We even seen it. Like you said, we saw it the back together Saturday. I'm like, he just like he looked more like a blocker. Like he he looks like a blocker, man. He don't look like he could really do much. I mean, I know where we saw all those highlight tapes when we got him from the Vikings. All that shit, it looked good, but it's like that's you, why it's called highlight tape. Yeah, you, you can't highlight tape. Yeah, you can't <laughs> utilize that here. It's just like he's just out there just running cardio at this point. So it's just like, but yeah, man. I feel like those are the two positions they, they should go. I'm, I'm with you on the running back, and I feel like they should go for the tight end as well. But if they can't do nothing with the tight end, like I said, I will go with Tanner Hudson, bro. If you want to keep it in the family, 
just go with Tanner Hudson, bro. Sample's doing nice as well. He's progressing too. We didn't really see much of Wilcox, but you know, we got to call a spade a spade, man, at this point, like with this tight end yeah, thing. On the defensive man. side of the ball, I don't think they really need to look for anybody. I think they need to make a personnel switch, which we already discussed before. I think Battle needs to take over the starting role. Oh, yeah, but, facts. But that's already with you know, in house. You don't need to look outside. Mm hmm. It's just crazy, y'all, man. Like, just, just look at this, man. The, so far, the Titans this year, bro, they got 16 receptions, 107 yards, zero TDs. Yesterday was two receptions for nine yards. Luckily, we put off the W, like I said, w without having to use the tight end. But like I said, we'll see. We will see. But I did see Drew Sample currently ranks in first in the PF pass blocking grade, though, which is wild. <laughs> Well, I mean, Sample's always been more of a blocker, but he was mm -hmm. kind of like the dead even. He doesn't, you know, he's not exceptional at catching or blocking, but he, you know, he's more stronger on the blocking than catching. Hell yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, yeah, man. Let's let's see what they do. Let's see what they do. Hey, if they do either one of those, even the Samaj Piron one, oh, yeah. We back I'd in. I welcome that with open arms. Oh, yeah, personally. facts. If I had to pick one. I added like out of the two that we chose, it'd be definitely the RB2. Definitely. I feel like they could oh, work with they could definitely work with Tanner Hudson and they could add more packages for Mixon and um and Piron. Like go back to what you were saying last year, have like the double, the double backs. So yeah, I'm I'm all the way with that. We also saw Chris Evans for the first time yesterday. <laughs> he stepped in the game, got some looks. I was surprised to see that. But at this point, going to the tread deadline. He could be used as a, as a piece. Of, I mean, I don't know, man. He could be used as a piece to get rid of. I'm just saying, man. If they're not using him, what's the point of having him? This is this is the third season. This well, is the third season. Well, don't seem to block Burrow all that well, and then they're also confused on what play they're running. That too. That too. So it's like, you know, what I like to call it, they got to trim the fat, y'all. <laughs> there's, too, there's too much fat on this team. They, they got to trim it. They got to trim it down. And uh, like I said, bringing some lean machines, bro. Make us keep going forward. Anything else to add to this trade deadline topic, bro? Nope. Yeah, hope they do the one. Here goes our favorite, man. Offense, defense, special team grade. Let's go. Offense, bro. How you, you feeling? Lead it off. Go ahead, man. Usually Fox will lead it off, but yeah. Obviously, the first half, I'm giving the first half an A+. Plus. They couldn't miss a beat. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the second half to get in a fat old F because they couldn't literally do anything. Completed as a whole, I'm going to put it as a C. Yeah, because you know you don't win the game in the first half. Nope. We've always we've seen plenty of games that's a tale of two halves. You know you you just can't close a game out the way that you did. Yeah, um, you the offensive standpoint, uh, defense. I am going to give. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say A minus um, because they okay. do still give up the big plays. But yeah. again, the opportunities arose. They got the turnovers when they needed to. They shut mm -hmm. them down on turnovers on downs. Uh, when it mattered the most in the red zone, they shut them down. It's just, I will, I, I, that, yeah, I'll stick to my A minus. It'd be an A plus if it wasn't for the big plays. But again, in their defense, the offense is not giving them enough time to stay off the field. Right. 
that they're constantly gassed. And I believe mm-hmm. I will go as far as to say if it wasn't for the defense doing what they were doing, we would most likely be sitting right now at one and five. Yep. Do you, hey, that ain't no lie. And that's something to put a stamp on, too, because that's not a lie. The defense been carrying this, like, this six, I'll say the whole six games. I mean, don't get me wrong, yeah. The other games that we saw, like, you know, they lost, like, you know, they got blown out the first game against the Browns. And then, you know, we had another goose egg after the, I forget what other game it was. But, but yeah, I'm with you on that. Definitely with you on that. Um, my grades. Let me go. Oh, shoot. I forgot to do special teams in that. Sorry, I mean, I'll I'll go ahead and give A-plus for special teams. I didn't see any issues with special teams. Field goals that were needed were there. Punts, exact, went well. Um, What's the other one? Play calling? Uh, We haven't done that the whole season. We we leave that out. Yeah, scrap. Leave it out. Scrap. Throw it away like the paper bags. Yeah, we'll scrap. All right, you go ahead, man. (laughs) Scrap. All right, offense, I'm with you. First half, like we talked about earlier in the show, yes, they started out exquisite. Definitely a. I'm giving a plus the way they started out. Like I said, they was on fire, on fire. They basically this one I'm liking that I'm starting that we're starting to see in the beginning of these games, like these last three games at least since I'll say since the um the Rams game, the quick short passes and hoping the wide receivers get you know quick little juke move, get a little plus seven, maybe plus four, plus whatever it might be. It's moving the chains. They've been they doing that real consistent, and I'm loving it. Especially with the routes they're calling. Yeah, like you said, going to the second half, goose eggs. It was too many, too many three and outs. Too, the clock management was all messed up. Yeah, I'm with you. Solid F. But yeah, to put in the hindsight, I have to agree with you. Yeah, I was going to give it just a C. I don't, no, no symbols around it. I'm going to just a C. It looked, it, it was good. Good. It was good, but not, I mean, it was good. It was good enough to what they had to accomplish in the game yesterday. Going into the defense. Defense, I'm giving them. I'm gonna give just an A. No symbols around it. Just, just a straight A. They played solid. I believe. Yo, we've seen. Um, we haven't heard this name for a while. Cam Sample got in the game. I don't know what happened to Joseph aside, but Cam Sample got in the game and got some looks, got some pressures. I feel like everybody on the defense yeah, Cam got Sample some pressures. Played really good in the opportunities. Hell yeah, hell yeah, he did. So I was like, it was good to see him out there doing work. Um. Cam, uh, yo, I'm telling you, don't get me wrong, yo. Like, I know we said the beginning of the season, and I well, I will say at least myself, I said, like, you know, the thing that's going to be questioned with the defense is the defensive backs and, like, you know, the, the secondary. But they have showed literally these last three games, they have been increasing, literally increasing. Cam Taylor, DJ Turner, like you said, battles increasing. Like Logan and Pratt, they gon' they gonna be always gonna be on the money, and of course everybody up front they doing work. Like as a whole unit, I'm gonna just call them a family. They literally, it don't it don't like we missed a beat. It don't really miss really miss a beat. Yes, we was against a team that don't really have that many weapons, but they were doing good with the weapons that that they was going against. Like don't get me wrong, Cam Taylor got a little roughed up over there with DJ Metcalf. I don't know what happened on that one play. But it cost him some yards, though. <laughs> it cost him some yards. I don't know what was said, though, but he literally grabbed him like this, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> His big ass got tired of the fly that was going around him, keeping him from being able to do shit. He got Whoa. aggravated, and boom, there it went. <laughs> he literally grabbed it. I was like, dang. So, but yeah, so kudos to Cam Taylor Britt, man. Like I said, got under his skin, got him frustrated. Basically took him took their main weapon basically out the game. 
the guy, go ahead, bro. I was just going to say real quick, why you're on that subject of that particular play, that's part of my reasoning with the grade and the big plays. I keep saying the defense is giving up. They followed that up, which made it second and 21, I want to say. Yes, but yes. They allowed them to convert it on one play. On the yes. following play from the penalty. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Are you talking about that was the was that was that the Metcalf on the sideline? Metcalf, the, yes. He got Metcalf two of them. got yeah, he got the penalty. It obviously it drew him back for what they did, lost 15 yards. I think it, like I said, I think it dropped him to second and twenty-one. Yeah. And that very next play converted you're it on one play. You're right. Well, I wonder who was guarding him on that play. Because they, they kept switching him on either side, but I think I, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong. I think it was Hilton. Hilton? Okay. I think. I might be wrong, though. Even if it was Hilton, he made up for Either it way. at the end of the game with the interception. So, yeah, I, I had to get a defense of eight and A on that one. Um, I'm with you. Special teams, I didn't really see anything wrong. Like, I, I didn't see anything wrong on special teams. Special teams looked really good, like as as usual, you know, like you said, got the got the field goal needed to be. I mean, thank God, like that was enough, because other than that, it'd have been just 14-13. <laughs> the end the game and don't get me wrong y'all like if the Bengals was on they shit the game could have been like if the offense was on they shit bro this game could have been easily bro i'll say like i'll say close to maybe 31 to whatever either 14 or yeah 14 17 where it might be like it could at least been that if the offense is on their shit because a lot of them turnovers we got they would got if they would have converted those into touchdowns it would have been easily 31 to 14 easily easily so yeah they just got to work on that but um but yeah, man, you know, solid grades, you know, still room for improvement, still room for improvement, just six games in. So, you know, the ball, we could have come any better time to, to figure out something. Yeah, for how much we complained about it, I think it actually worked out perfectly for us. Thank you. Let these injuries kind of, you know, heal up. Oh, yeah. Didn't you tell me? Um, Yeah, you, you, you brought up it early in the show. I don't know if we got any update, but you said Orlando Brown went out. With his groin, yeah. Yeah, groin injury. It was the same injury, I guess, he had. Uh, uh, was it the Rams, I guess, is when it initially happened? I think I it happened say. in that game. And then he he was able to get through the Arizona game, and then I guess he retweaked it or whatever he did in this current okay. game. So hopefully having this week off. Yeah, he should be all right. Will help. Yeah, yeah, he should be all right. He should be all right. Nothing to worry about too much. But, yeah, man, like I said, we, you know, so it's a room improvement, but, you know, Burrow's looking nice. But they got to improve. They got to improve the running game. Just the offense as a whole, they has got to improve. Uh, it ain't really like just one spot. It's just as a whole, as a unit, they got to improve, man. Well, Burrow's got to work on some things, too. Uh, um, the, the way that second half went, he was – I think there was a few of those throws he he just flat out missed. I wish I saw that. I got to see the rerun again. Yeah, there's a couple. If I if I had to think of like top of my mind, like, yeah, there's a couple he, like, he missed – but then some of the well, plays like what he said after the game. He immediately said, "We got, we just got to do better." Yeah, you know, you still you you come out with a win, and that's the one thing that your quarterback he's preaching. Then you already know he does mean business. So, mm-hmm. how to man? How to never never settle. Always you always got to be better, man. Week in week out, week in week out. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? Players of the game, bro. What you got? I'm giving to the whole defense. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, just give it to the defense. Literally, literally, you got to give the whole defense. Like it's, it's like, yeah, don't get me wrong, yeah, you know, Boyd, Yoshi, 
They got the two touchdowns. Kudos to them too. But when it was all said and done, when it was came to shine, it was time to close the door. It was the defense, man. It would have been the offense that last two minutes, but it was a defense. It was a defense. But yeah, definitely with the defense. If I had any runner-ups, if I had a runner-up, damn. He, never mind, he'd be on defense. <laughs> defense it is, y'all. I'm saying it's like I'm trying to think of everybody on the offense, but it's like. Cause I think I think Chase only led. I think he led like the receptions. I believe, yeah, six receptions. And that's the thing too, bro. That was just unheard of. So Chase led with six six receptions for eighty yards. Tyler Boyd followed up. No, Boyd led seven receptions. So Boyd had the most receptions. He had seven for thirty eight. Then it followed with Chase with six for eighty. Joe Mixon three for twenty four. And back to Joe Mixon real quick. There was one third down. He on oh no, oh no, what he did. They ran the play earlier. It was a flare out to the right. He caught it, got the first down. They ran it again. It went right through his hands. Yeah, I was like, bro. It, it, the normal case of he was trying to get to where he was going before he had the ball to go where he was going. Yeah. I think that's what it mattered. Well, if you look at the replay, I want to say his head started to turn like he was ready to start going before he even had the ball. Yeah, he did. And he was anticipating it because I saw a dude approaching. So, yeah. So, yeah, man. Seahawks defender was approaching him. But, yeah, man. Shout I was like, Steph come on. Scott him too, probably. That too. That too. But, yeah, man. But, yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't really that much, you know, air attack like we're used to seeing. And it wasn't even raining or windy. <laughs> I mean, it was just it was just a, a fall, nice fall day, like here in Cincinnati, man. But yeah, bro. Um, going forward, going forward, what we got? Play of the game. What was your play of the game? There's a lot of them. I ain't gonna lie to you. Other than the uh, last stop of the game, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say to me, what the play of the game is the one that sealed it, and that was um, Cam Taylor Britt's interception. Mm-hmm. Before that, and then Mike Mike had one before that, correct? Damn, bro. Yeah, but I think any hope that Seattle thought they had, I think, pretty much died when Brick got the, the mm -hmm. interception. And they was getting licks on him. On that last, I wonder if that was a fumble or they just called that dead. Because they did, the referees didn't even say oh, shit. Oh, the very last play? Yeah. Oh, the, the, they called it a sack. They said his arm was going forward. He okay. Was down, yeah. It happened so quick. It looked like he, like he fumbled it. I mean, thank God we recovered it regardless if it was or wasn't. But I was like, man. But, yeah, man. All right, this is a play of the game. Because, yeah, that, that's probably mine as well. Like, yeah, the interception. Like I said, there was zero offense in the second half. So, yeah, this this defense. I'll say two play of the games. and Because I, I already said the play earlier, but that drive let, ended up ending in a touchdown. And that was that fourth down where we caused them to go offsides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That basically put us over. Yeah, put us over the hump over the 7-14. I'm trying to remember what happened for them to get the – because they got a field goal before halftime, I believe. They gave up some major shit. I don't know if there's a penalties that happened, but but yeah, man, it's all good. It's all good. Um, that's it. Anything else add to this game, bro? Anything else that we got to add that's on your mind that we forgetting? Let me just make sure I got everything off. Cause like I said, yeah, like like we've been saying, y'all, like this whole game was just a defense. I mean, it's like, yeah, there's stuff to say, but it's like that's it's not a whole lot because it's like, you know, we just basically saw one side of the team. Once we also once one side of the ball basically handling business like in the second half when it mattered most. So so yeah, ain't really too much. 
But um, up next, man, of course, we're in the bye week, man. We got the bye week right now. So please enjoy the bye week, especially the Bengals heal up. But after that, we have week eight against the 49ers. 425 Sunday, man, October 29th. Almost That's the Halloween. I was Halloween. really hoping we would have seen some major offensive progression. If if what we saw in the first half yeah. would truly be the signs of what's to come, then I'll feel more confident. Yeah. I was hoping you. to see more of that on a more consistent basis by now, but it is what it is. Yeah. It's getting there. It's just it's only doing they're only doing it for one half. <laughs> they're consistent of they're consistent of doing it for one half. It got it has to be both. And I'm just I'm just I'll get into it when we get there. You good, Brody. You good, man. But yeah, y'all, man. It's let's say we got the 49ers coming up. Um this is a big game. This this is definitely gonna be a big game. Uh, 49ers definitely coming off. They're coming off a loss to the Browns that happened yesterday. So, like, the biggest question that everybody's going to be concerned on is how we're going to have to win this. How we have to do to win this game? That's going to be the question. And I'll say this, bro. Yo, clock management have to come in and play in this. Definitely try to keep the offense on the sidelines as much as possible. You know, like we're talking about it right now, the offense can't be consistent. They're going to have to find it on this one, you know. They will have to find it with the run game. They might have to find it with the short passing game. Take your time. De- yeah. They, that's that's how they're going to play this out. It's had to be consistent and no turnovers. Definitely, bro. Definitely. What are you about to say? The Bengals need to control the game tempo. Don't let the game tempo control you. Uh, I agree. With how weak our run game has been, you've got to be able to run that clock. You've got to be able to keep pressure off of Burrow. That's where my concern is. Um, can the offense play a full game? Can they let the defense get rest? Because I don't think offensively San Francisco, even though I know this was the first game and I don't remember how many games it was, they scored less than 30 points, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. If our run defense can shut McCaffrey down, I have confidence in our secondary to shut down Samuels. That was the two, two people they were missing the most in against Cleveland. And right. I, otherwise, I think that would have been an entirely different game. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the fact, again, I said stated earlier, Cleveland's defense is, at least currently right now, better than our defense. Um, in fact, I think I saw a stat earlier, to, you know, the amount of yards that little over a thousand yards after six games is the least yeah. amount. Nineteen seventy. That that's hard to compete against, and our defense isn't there yet. But our defense is very opportunistic, mm-hmm. and as long as they can force Purdy to create turnovers or create, you know, make him make mistakes, right? It all depends on how our offense. That's that's where most of my concern is: is the offense against San Francisco. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I can't I don't disagree at all. Cause like, yeah, that's gonna be the main focus point is just how the offense is gonna do. I'm with you on that. Like, yeah, the defense, yeah, you gotta just basically don't let Purdy get too comfortable in the pocket. Make him uncomfortable, make him r- run around, force mistakes, kind of what you just did with the Geno, pretty much. Yeah, like you know, he got quick legs, he's gonna, you know, but don't let him be comfortable. I'm definitely with you on that. That's going to be basically the deal breaker is how the offense is going to play in this game. Yeah, if they allow, if the if the defense allows McCaffrey to be able to run the ball, it's going to be a long run game. them down, and Burrow and company go out there and just do three and outs. Yeah, this is going to get ugly 
in a hurry. Yep, it's gonna be a long day. It's gonna be a long, long day if they if they let that shit happen. Yeah, it's got to contain and keep doing the sidelines and definitely kick first. <laughs> they've been they've been doing real well with kicking first, bro. Getting that ball back in the second half, but hey, you got a score prediction with this game? Yo, I got nineteen sixteen. I got nineteen sixteen. Kinda. I'm gonna go against the trip. You know, I'm gonna get a lot of shit for this. You got us losing a lot of shit for this. Obviously, it's supposed to be a Bengals show. From what I've seen so far, I am not fully 100% confident that they're ready for this type of game yet. Um, Fair enough. And I'm just being honest with it. So I'm good. This is going to be one of those occasions where I'm hoping that I am wrong, but I'm going to say what's on, on my gut this time. Uh-huh. And my gut's telling me, and I really don't like to say this, I'm looking at a 24 to 10. 49ers on the, on the 49ers side. Yo, this is the first time Maverick shows and the, I really the opposing don't team. Want to say that, mm-hmm. but I have not seen enough to tell me otherwise. Yeah, which is fair. I mean, you're not wrong with which you're I saying. stated in the whole thing. I, right. I, if they allow that run game to be able to run them down, and the offense responds with three and outs. Mm-hmm. It's going to get ugly. You will be real, real fast if they don't get it. I'm under sure control. they'll have Samuel and. Christian McCaffrey back. Mm-hmm. Most likely. Now, on the flip side, if you had a winning score, what would it be? On the flip if side. If I had a winning score on the flip side, yeah. uh, what was your score? Mine was 19-16. I had it, like, really That close. actually sounds like a really damn good score. Uh, it would be a one-possession game. Yeah. Um, Nick Pierce is going to get a lot of love. I'll that's a pretty that. damn good score. I actually... It's I right. really like that. Uh, it's the only reasonable one I could think of, bro. Because I'm with you. Like, I, I mean, I have us losing, but I can see what you're saying. I definitely see what you're saying. You're not wrong. That would be a weird way to have that score. We were you about to say like 15, 13? <laughs> not this, not really like that. That'd be wild. I was just trying in my head to think mathematically what would need to happen for it to go that route. Yeah. I was going to say some crazy shit like 2018. Damn. Which which might end up being one of them scoregamis. I don't remember a game ending like that before. Yeah, we almost had one with the Packers but like the first season that we had. The if show. the game can stay rather neutral. Yes. I think best case scenario would be a touchdown on both sides. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be a battle of field goals. Yep, that, that's what I got. <laughs> That's exactly what I got. So, that's that's why I said McPierce is gonna get a lot of love. I'll tell you that. He's gonna get a lot so of love. That, that that's my best case scenario. I could see a touchdown on both sides. Yeah. And then it's a battle of field goals. And who's gonna have the ball for that final drive? Mm-hmm. And I believe, yeah, this is a way. So hopefully the weather's straight. Hopefully the weather's straight. I hope the weather's straight. They be in they be in San Francisco. So yeah. Hopefully the weather's straight. No rain. But, yeah, that's the only score I could think of, bro. I was sitting there like, don't get me wrong, bro. I had, like, a lot of ones written out. But I was like, man, that ain't realistic. I'm, I'm where, where you're at. But I was like, if I had a score to have them winning, it would be that one. But, yeah, it be it would definitely go down like that. One touchdown, rest is just all literally field goals. Literally, bro. Because I'm just wondering how that line's going to hold up against Bosa, too. Like I said, that defense, Seattle has just a dangerous defense. That's what they I'm do. saying. It, 
that's where my confidence level is. We'll say it's partly cloudy. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I'm glad we're three and three coming into the bye, but I was expected to see a little bit more growth from the offensive side of the ball being six games in. Thank you. And that's what can't be ignored. It goes back to what you're saying earlier off the show. You're like, yo, I can't believe we're almost like halfway through the season. And it's like, yeah, we're like almost halfway through. And it's like, we're still in like it. I mean, I thought last, you know, last episode, I was like, you, you do you feel like we're in we're off the preseason mode? But it's almost like, nah. <laughs> like it, it's still, one of my concerns is I know our track record with bye weeks. Are we gonna come out flat footed? And yeah, I'm really man. hoping we, we we don't. I don't not. want that confidence big head. Well, we got Burrow and they got, you know, uh, Mr. Irrelevant leading right. their way. Well, look at all the weapons that's there. Now, they talk about weapons. They advertise their weapons. They come as advertised. We're not. Even their team. That's um, the difference. Yep. Even their team. Um, They got George Kittle uh, tight end. So yep. it's like, you know, you know, just like you got to Like, I'm, I'm just saying, man, I know I know a lot of people could, you know, they agree to disagree. But I feel like I'm telling you. That tight end spot is, is more important than people think, man. Even we go back in like, you know, years and years ago, how assertive the offense looked when we had, you know, our favorite person, Tyler Eifert, in, in store, how that looked. And it's just like, you know, it's important. It's a position that's very important. I can't be forgetting about. But, yeah, we're going to have to see what type of offense we get. That's what's going to be the deal breaker. The defense, yeah, it's got to be consistent. Get some stops and definitely create turnovers. Definitely create turnovers. Great turnovers, definitely get a lead early. I'll say this, if they do somehow get a nice little lead, whether it's like, but we we kind of seen that already, whether it's 17-3, they somehow come back. They just got to be on their shit. Everybody got to be on their assignments. Yeah, and execute. Execute the game plan from top to bottom. That's what's going to yeah, win them this game. And it's either going to be 19-16 like we're saying, or it's going to be the score that you said at first. It might be, you know, a nightmare coming out the bye week, like how? Because I don't know. Um, do you know what our record is coming out the bye weeks? No, not off the top of my head. It's all good. Not, not that great. It's all good. I'll put it like this: and out of their next five games, if we can end up being seven and four, mm-hmm. we'll be in fantastic shape. Facts. That'd be crazy. And. Damn, hold on. Let me get that schedule. You saying we're at seven? Of, we was at seven to four. Because yeah, we're getting critical into the schedule, which means going four and one. I mean, mm-hmm. you got off top of my head, 49ers, I think, is followed up by Buffalo. Yep, Texans. Uh, I want to say okay, Houston. Then is it Pittsburgh after that? Um, Ravens, Pittsburgh, then the Jaguars. Okay, so yeah, you finish with two AFC North games. So yeah, out of those five, if Dang. you come out four and one. Anything's possible. Anything's like possible. My magic number right now for to, in order to make it, it's going to be seven. Man, we got to man. Which which means for the most part sweeping the rest of the AFC North now at this point. You yeah, number right behind you four. <laughs> like the first season, you yeah. already zero and two. Mm-hmm. Basically, I went out on that AFC North games, but that's going to be the most critical. Like like you're saying. Because after the 49ers, it's straight AFC. Straight. Yeah. Yeah, All the NFC's the, over. Yep. And then after the yep, after the Jaguars, Colts, and then back to the NFC with the Vikings. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this stretch right here is going to be very important. I'm, I'm with you, man. Yeah, this That's stretch is going to be very important. We don't have a single AFC game. 
So basically what I'm saying for those that I would understand, get upset with the first score prediction I gave, I will gladly lose to the 49ers if it means the next four games against AFC opponents Mm -hmm. are wins. And I'm not going any further than that. I want to see how that cluster does. Then I'll worry about the last cluster. So we're going to worry about these uh, one, two, three. Okay. All the way up to the Ravens. Well, the Steelers. Start. Like, yeah. Whatever's included in that five game stretch. I'm only going to go five games at a time at this point to see where we're at. Yep. And we'll be so right at Thanksgiving. That we don't have a single AFC win yet. I care. I mean, wins a win, but you need, you need conference wins when yeah, it comes you do. to wild card or any other possibilities. Mm hmm. Not lying. Not lying. Not lying. Yeah, we'll see y'all. Definitely see you. 49ers, Bills, Texans, Ravens, Steelers. We'll see. It'll be right at Thanksgiving. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. It's almost a month from now. So yeah, we'll see. And this shit flying by. Um, anything else to add before we get into our round of league results and get out of here? That's all I got at this point. Boom. Here we go, y'all, man. Your league. Score results, man. Tonight, Monday Night Football, we got the Cowboys versus the Chargers. That should be a good one. Uh, Broncos, this past Thursday, the Broncos lose to the Chiefs 19-8. to Yeah, yeah. like you said, that fire cell coming. We just told you about the Bengals winning against the Seahawks 17-13. Ravens beat the Titans over the pond 24-16. Commanders beat the Falcons 24-16. Well, back-to-back scores, I like that. Uh, Colts lose to the Jaguars 37 to 20. Dolphins beat the Panthers 42 to 21. The Vikings beat the Bears 19 to 13. Uh, the Browns beat the 49ers 19 to 17. We told y'all about that moments ago. Right. So, yeah, I can see them coming in with some vengeance too off of that game, too. So, that's something to pay attention to. Um, Texans, Texas beat the Saints 20 to 13. Ravens, not Ravens, Raiders beat the Patriots 21 to 17. The Lions, Lions is hot. They want to beat they beat the Buccaneers 20 to 6. Rams beat the Cardinals 26 to 9. Jets beat the Eagles 20 to 14. Uh and also Bills beat the Bills beat the Giants 14 to 9. And that is it for your for your week six, man. That's it for the week six. That's crazy. Yo. This shit flying, and you, you ain't lying. Now that I see it, this shit is flying. That's what I said. Yeah, it's like already a blink of an eye. We're almost at the halfway point. It's crazy. It, it, it's just flying. It's definitely flying. Um, also, shout out to the new subscribers, man. We're sitting at 204. Shout out to y'all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, mark your calendars. We will not be releasing an episode this coming week. So we will see y'all. Well, I will see y'all on the live stream against the 49ers on the 29th. There'll be no episode coming out this coming week, I repeat. So make sure you please hit that notification bell so you know when I go live. Uh, don't forget that. Um, I go live around 3 o'clock. The game starts at 425. Power hours start at 330. So yeah, don't forget about that. Um, anything else to add, Matt, before we get off here, Brody? Nope. Going to enjoy the bye week. See how the... Uh... Ravens and the Steelers and the Browns do to see where that helps us out at. Get ready for the gold. Facts. 49ers, <laughs> baby. Facts, man. A little classic game, man. Bengals 49ers. So, yeah. That's all we got for y'all, man. We'll give y'all a who day. Who day. Hey, we love y'all. We out. Enjoy the bye week. Salute. <laughs>